Hey guys, Jack here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Zach and I just returned from a trip out to LA and Vegas. Uh, we wanted to extend a few thank yous to Live at the Bike and our participants who made our LA event a huge success. To watch the footage from the event, uh, use the link in the show notes. And also, thanks to our new sponsors, Solve Why, for allowing us to come through their Elite Poker Training Academy. Uh, it was awesome meeting Matt Berkey and the rest of the Solve Why team. Uh, we got to do a little commentary on the Academy gameplay. Uh, and we got to hustle Christian Soto and Jordan Young in a quick game of Shop, uh, the official poker variant of Just Hands. So yes, the Just Hands Poker Podcast is now brought to you by our partners at Solve Why. Software Y is a unique poker coaching experience from high-stakes pros Matt Berkey, Christian Soto, Jordan Young, and now Zach and myself. Software Y is the only poker training camp that teaches live poker strategy. Software Y turns conventional poker wisdom on its head by providing students with a unique poker philosophy, utilizing real-time analytics, emphasizing psychology and personal interaction, and recording and reviewing students' play using RFID technology. The Software Y Advanced Poker Training Academy delivers a framework to think and act differently. Software Y is Poker Evolved. To learn more, head to softwareyacademy.com or use the link in the show notes. All right, guys, thanks again for tuning in and enjoy this week's episode. Hey, Zach. Hey, Jack. How you doing, man? Great. Just enjoying this beautiful city that you live in most of the year. Yeah, it's a great city. It's really cold, though. <laughs> I'm excited yeah. to get out to get out to L.A. soon. Uh, and yeah. then Vegas for a little. Get out of the yeah, cold. I guess when people hear this, we have already done both of those things. But Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, my next month is very warm. LA, Vegas, some Florida. You know, get out of the cold, play some good poker. It's kind of what I like to do around this time of year. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, man, I've, got a, I've actually got a fun hand of mine. Uh, we haven't talked about oh. either of our hands in a while. Uh, yeah, let's let's do it. I'd love to bury the fish. <laughs> so as you know, I was just at Parks with a uh, podcast guests John Metz and Mark Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't at the table with either of them, but I I played an interesting hand uh, preflop spot that I thought would be interesting to get into. Okay, this is Parks two five uh, two to one k cap. I'm in the big blind, and I have about 2,000 in front of me. Okay. Under the gun, opens to 20, and he and I are about you know equal in terms of stack. He has been a little bit tighter, uh, not like super tight, but you know one of the tighter players at the table. He and I have been talking. We have sort of a f- friendly rapport. He is a writer, appears to be, a, you know, a, a, above average sort of 2-5 winner. Uh, so way above average 2-5 player, above average 2-5 winner. Uh, doesn't seem like necessarily a pro, but is definitely like here to win. Mm-hmm. He opens 20 under the gun. We have a few calls. Uh, I think three calls, including the button. Mm-hmm. Uh, the button has about $400, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, He's been... He seems to be a little tilted. Uh, He's lost some big pots, uh, one recently to me, where I think he had ace-king and I had queens, and the queens held up, and we got it in pre-flop. So 
we got three calls. The small blind is a newer player at the table, an older guy who has already three bet twice, you know, in a few orbits. Uh, he raises to 120. And I'm in the okay. big blind with tens. What are you thinking? Well, first off, I love these spots where, like, at least at first thought, kind of all three options seem possible, you know? Yeah. Uh, my initial reaction is to call on this spot. I think that, like, under the gun, like, is going to recognize that maybe a lot of the time when you call here, you're going to have a hand like you do with tens and can't face, like, a big four bet given how deep you are. But I also think people, you know, just are not going to really be pulling that trigger, even above average winners at two five and if he's above average winner and you know you've been playing for a little bit like he might give you credit for being able to flat a hand like aces there because i think like i would definitely raise kings here but if i had aces i i would strongly consider flatting in this spot that's uh, just because uh-huh yeah i'm glad you said that because that's my feeling as well i do feel like i think calling here is really a good play uh i have position on the three better I think yeah. my hand gets a lot of protection from both the three betters range and the fact that I would be flatting aces, maybe not a hundred percent of the time, but I think the majority of the time I would flat aces here because I yeah. just think it's a really important spot to be uncapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I did flat. Yeah, and and I think I think I would flat with the intention of you know folding this hand to the under the guns four bet or you know. And, but probably if like let's say under the gun called and then button shoved, I, I would be calling a button shove. Yeah. Um, so so what what happens? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean I think I've I may have given it away obviously by just like who I decided to explain. Yeah. And, and not explain. Um, under the gun thinks and decides to flat. We get folds to the button who shoves yeah so when i said call button that's a lot more attractive without under the gun behind you know well under the gun is behind i know that's what i'm saying it's a lot more attractive if you were to fold this it's so a we still have small blind we still have small blind to act oh yeah what small blind do small blind tank folds <laughs> um damn I mean, this is just a spot, like, you know, where, like, good players should be just abusing you here, you know? Like, deep in position. It's, uh So what do you think think about Under the Gun's range? Because I think he's pretty capped. You think he's pretty capped? Okay. I, well, I guess because he's above average winner at 2.5, I was giving him kind of credit for maybe recognizing that like the button might shove if you, if, if you kind of are recognized and the button's tilted it might be shoving that spot mm-hmm, but I don't think that I thought the button was a little tilted but I wouldn't have necessarily thought that he would always shove like I, I think he had enough behind where like I would I would one think it was very possible he would call rather than shove and two wouldn't just be surprised if he just folded so I don't think I would be surprised if Under the Gun was making this flat thinking that the betting would be reopened a lot. Okay. Yeah, I guess... Okay, well, I think... uh, 
I mean, I think then that player is definitely capped and that you're definitely ahead of that range as well as the shoving range. So I think we call. Hmm. So I decided to just go ahead and shove. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't like that because I feel like then we're just losing so much when our read is wrong on under the guns play. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I just, you know, I felt pretty confident that uh, under the gun would be folding a lot. I think he's, he could be very capped, somewhere between a little capped and very capped. Like, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I definitely would not be surprised if he had jacks. I wouldn't be shocked if he had some ace-king. I would be shocked if he had aces, kings. And I'm also thinking about, you know, what are the hands that small blind is going to raise fold here? Like, uh... And how does that do for your equity against both of these players? Yeah. You know, I don't... It doesn't feel like this player is like, you know, it was ace-five student or something. Like, uh... Even though I've seen this guy three-bet some, like, I think it's still more likely to be a hand like jacks or ace-queen or eight, like a scared ace-king, like something weird like that, uh, than it is to be just some trash, you know? Yeah. So, you know, there's it's a high... I'm risking a lot, but I felt pretty good that my shove would get through almost all the time against this player. Yeah, if, if you if you could be, you know, 85 plus percent sure and think that, like, there's a decent chance of him folding a hand like Jax or Ace-King, then this, this shove is printing. But that that's not what I got just based on the description. Yeah, I think the most likely hand for him to call me with would be Ace-King. And I'm also, you know... Uh, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's, not a, that's not a bad yeah. thing. Like, I think... I didn't feel like Jax were super likely since I think that Jax is maybe the most likely hand for the small blind. Uh, yeah, because you have tens and yeah. So I felt I felt like the the one hand that might sometimes play this way that I don't think is folding and that kind of has me crushed is queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also kind of felt like this player would four back queens. I'm not positive though. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Queens is like the one hand in which like you might just be getting a little fucked on, you know? Or yeah. like he is that, is that what happened? <laughs> no, he uh oh. he very quickly folded. Okay. Um and I ended yeah, up this... uh-huh. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say this is just one of these spots where it's it's like this is a pretty heavy live read spot where like I think, you know, both both you and I are gonna have a good sense of like e- even on top of thinking about someone's range, what it logically be in the spot. Like there's also just that kind of like, do they look like they're ready to put more money in the pot, you know? And I'm sure probably that would, that's factoring into your shove that you made. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this player thought for a, a while before flatting, uh, under the gun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that felt less, it didn't feel like a trap to me. Yeah. Um, but and I thought it was. A, never feel I like thought that. it's a weird. I also thought it'd be a weird spot to like go for a set mine because I think a lot of times 
it could really easily just go like call 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 and now he's six ways like basically seven with queens like yeah uh yeah i think that's pretty unappealing to a lot of players i think it especially, should be unappealing. Yeah. especially a good winning player yeah yeah a player who knows that like his queens are doing pretty well already like so if he's trapping there he's trapping with aces he's not trapping with queens or kings yeah, unless he thinks that, like, my range is just so strong that it's not worth raising queens, which I think is a possibility, but I, I also think it's a little unlikely. Uh, but he could definitely think between, like, mine and small blinds range that, like, queens is just best as a flat. That's what I was most worried about. Yeah. Anyway, he uh he ended up, he had ace-queen offsuit, and he folded, which I think is a good fold. Uh, yeah. I also don't know. I don't think it's a good flat. You know. You think it should just be a, a four bet bluff, or 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 tight fold. Yeah. Like you just with with the button behind, especially. You know. I also I think, I mean I I don't know about four bet bluffing just because I'm typically not doing a ton of four bet bluffing at two five. Like, you know, it just it's rare that it makes sense, and the small blind didn't seem like someone that I'd want to have like that many four bet bluffs against, like. This is just a spot where I think ace queen like against your your flatting range as well as like the small blinds raising range. And then you couple the fact that like you know even if button isn't going to be shoving that much, it's probably a lot more than most other players given the tilting. Yeah, I think that was player. yeah that that factor makes me think that a, a tight fold could be best. Yeah, uh, I do think like having position on the three better and the cold caller uh, being me. Mm-hmm. makes flatting more attractive to me. Like, uh, I don't think flatting is terrible by any means, but I do think, like, I think raising or folding is a little better because of that player. And I don't think that any of us, like, were thinking enough about that player potentially shoving, which is something that, like, it's like a live game dynamic that, like, is underrated. Just players, like, you know, the pot's big enough, I'm just going to shove now. Like, mm-hmm. uh, even though I know I'm getting it in bad, I'd rather just, like, gamble. Yeah. That is something that, one, uh, can can fuck you if you don't, like, consider it. And two, <laughs> yeah. it can really be great if you do consider it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, like, when he shoved, I was like, oh, well, shit. Like, you know, I'm basically out of this hand. Because I didn't think that small blind would ever would have a folding range. I mean, like, if I'm... I don't... I don't I'm very rarely folding to that bet as small blind. I'd probably just shove yeah. most of the time. Uh, he had about a thousand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, when he folded, then it's it dawned on me that I might have an opportunity to take this pot, or at least uh, yeah. get in with what I assumed would be at least fifty percent equity. Uh, yeah. You know, with a lot of dead money. And <laughs> so I. Uh, Flop came ace king x, uh, and I took it down. <laughs> nice. So that 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 means I mean yeah, like if you're taking it down on that board, that makes like the shove like a lot better. Yeah. But, well, he said he had queen jack. Uh, reasonable. Yeah. The uh the small blind did say he folded jacks. Uh. And yeah, I think Jax and Ace-Queen are the most likely holdings there for him. Mm-hmm. And and those both, you know, make me feel a lot better about my shove against 
under the gun. So yeah, I thought it was like a non-obvious spot. Uh, I still think like there's some debatability about like flat versus uh, shove. I personally like shoving, but I, I definitely I do think it's like not a slam dunk shove. Uh, the more that I've learned about the hand, it feels like you know a slam a slam dunk shove. But it's also I'm maybe being a little results oriented. Maybe it's just a solid shove. In which, like, in the moment, it's really hard to understand if it's, like, solid or maybe, like, borderline bad. Yeah, I think it's my feeling, like, when I say slam dunk, I mean, like, it's head and shoulders above, like, any other option. I think... That's that's not clear, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I think it's more, like, I feel confident that it's, by a little bit, the best play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have a high level of confidence about, like, a small margin of you know, EV that like, yeah. this is better. Uh, yeah, well said. But yeah, so I, I felt good about the play. It was really fun in the moment, you know, showing tens, like, uh, felt like a beast for sure. Uh, and we had a really fun table. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned so that. We so are, we a fun game. Yeah, we, we had some nice conversation about it. Uh, no one was like pissed. I mean, the guy who had Queen Jack left, so, you know, we didn't have to worry about him. Uh, no one else lost more than $100, so... Yeah, it was it was a an interesting way to win like a thousand dollar pot, uh, and I thought it would be a fun hand for the podcast since it's like not a spot that comes up every day. Yeah, yeah, well played, sir. Thanks for bringing it on. Of course, man. Uh, thank you. <laughs>